Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to share with you guys today a little bit more of my story and how I got to where I am today over two years binge free. I think it's so interesting to listen to people's stories of how they've gotten from one point to another, the mindset that they had to embody in order to get to where they wanted to be. I think it's so interesting. I think it's so cool. I, I, you know, I have a lot of coaches in my life that I look up to and I love seeing their progression. I love seeing where they've been to where they are right now. It's so fascinating to me and it's so cool. And I think sharing my story and how I got to where I am today, I think this can actually provide so much hope for you and so much excitement. And that is really my goal with sharing my story that it's going to excite you. Because I think for a lot of people, when we just see the end result and we're like, this person is binge free and they feel so free and they feel so calm around food. Like, that must be so nice. It can feel really hard because it's like, ah, they're so far. And like, I'm binging every single day. And all I think about is food. And all I think about is calories. And I'm stressing out about my next meal. And I feel disgusting in my own skin. And this person is binge free and they're confident. But when we look back and say, and kind of see like where they first started, there could be a lot of similarities to maybe where you are currently and, and give this, allow this to give you hope and excitement because you can do this too. You can do this too. Any successful person that you know, whether it is with their relationship with food or even in like their career or relationship or whatever, something good has always come from something not so good. And I don't always believe that we have to hit rock bottom in order to succeed. But a lot of the times people who are successful with the things that you want, a healthy relationship with food, confidence in their own skin has had their own struggles too. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. So for those, those of you guys who don't know, I actually grew up as a competitive dancer. And I danced for so many years of my life. It was, it was so fun for me. It, it was just exciting. I did everything, jazz, tap, ballet, hip hop, 
lyrical, musical theater. I did solos. I duets. I did everything, every single type of dance, even point. And it was really fun for me. And I've always loved exercising. I loved moving my body. I felt really good doing it. And I never really thought about my body a lot. Like I never really thought about, you know, oh, my arms look too big or like my legs are too big or like my stomach isn't flat enough until I entered the dance world. And in grade eight, in grade eight, I think it was like, what, 14 years old. I was dancing with a bunch of other dancers in a group, in a group program. And there was one particular dancer that I looked up to. She was tall. She had beautiful long hair. She had like the most beautiful smile. She was like always front and center. She was such an incredible dancer. Everyone looked up to her. I looked up to her. And I had found out that through another friend that this person said that I was fat. Here I was in grade eight. I was like 14 years old. And I was like, people are noticing my body. Like she's, she's commenting on my body. I don't even know her. Like I haven't even really even had a conversation with her and she's talking about my body. Like what? So I remember grade eight going to school. Actually, this was, um, it was the night of parent teacher interview night. And my mom was a teacher. So she can never show up to my parent teacher interviews. I had to go with my dad. And I was like silent the entire night. I was like, I don't even want to go to these interviews. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to go anywhere. Like I'm fat. And I remember packing my lunch for school and I was like so terrified to pack any, any snacks because I'm like, I'm fat. Like everything that I did revolved around this phrase of like, I'm fat. So I remember like packing like vegetables and packing fruit. And I've always had like a very big sweet tooth because that's just like the way that I am. I've always had a sweet tooth. I actually got it from my grandpa because he has a sweet tooth, had a sweet tooth as well too. And I always would want like, you know, snacks and like pudding and like chocolate and all these things because like, I just always had a sweet tooth. And I remember, you know, packing my lunch and I was like, nope, you know, vegetables and fruits and salad. And when I got to grade nine and I got my first year of high school, I remember like even my mom would make me like these big sandwiches, like there would be a big bun and she'd like cut it in half because it was like, I don't know, like one of those like 12 inch subs or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll be fine with just half. I was never fine with just half, but I will be fine with just half. Like I was convincing myself that I didn't need to eat the full sandwich because I was so worried about gaining weight and I was so worried about my body. So I'd go to school with half a sandwich and that's it. Like no snacks, like nothing else. Like all these other people would be like getting things at the cafeteria. They'd be like having snacks and everything. I'm like, half a sandwich is good for me for the entire day. It obviously wasn't. And I remember being in school in my classes, not even being able to function. 
Like, it's so sad to say, but if you were to ask me, like, what did you learn in school? Like, I don't even remember a lot of the things because I was so in this state of like starvation and not even being a paying, being able to pay attention because I was so hungry. And then I was thinking about what I was going to eat when I got home and like everything, just like my mind was like blank, but it was also filled with food. Like I wasn't, I couldn't pay attention in school. All I thought about was food. And so there was that. And restriction was actually a huge part of my life. You know, I was scared to eat certain foods. I would see the other dancers and there was another girl that like was so like tiny and, you know, everyone commented on her body and and everything like that. And she would like straight up say like, oh, I haven't eaten anything yet. And it's like five o'clock. And in my mind, I'm like, is that what I have to do to look like that? Like, maybe I should not eat. Like, you know, if she's doing that and she looks like that, well, then maybe that's what I have to do. It's so crazy. We get so up in our head. And so I remember like sometimes not eating. And it felt really weird, but I was like, oh, I can, I can do this. Like I'm motivated. I'm strong. And it was such an unhealthy mindset. And people started to notice, like people would come up to me and say like, Lorna, like, did you eat today? Like, you know, and, and even like, you know, this other dancer, you know, messaged me and she's like, you know, it kind of seems like there's a little something going on with your relationship with food. Is everything fine? I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. Because what ended up happening was because I restricted so much, I would have these like little spurts of binges. And it was, it it started off not how it ended off. So when I first started binging, it, it, it was like, I would binge on like, an entire box of crackers. And I would, I would, it would feel like so much food. And so I would tell everyone I eat a lot. Like I eat so much and people would look at me and I'm like so tiny. And they're like, yeah, okay. Like you don't eat a lot, but they didn't see behind the scenes that I was like binging. And I was like consuming let's say an entire box of crackers. And, and when I look at things now, like an entire box of crackers is not a lot of food, but you have to remember if you're not eating anything to then binging in one sitting an entire box of crackers, like it feels like you're eating more than you actually are because of the feeling that you get while eating. It's, I always explain this. It's like the rush of anxiety, the surge of energy, like, and this out of body experience, like I'm just eating so much. And it's not a lot of food, but it feels like so much more food because of the, of the, the way that you're eating it. And I remember like my aunts and my uncles, I would always tell them, like, they would always tell me like, you eat like such a bird. And I was like, no, trust me. I eat a lot. But every time that I was with them, I would either not eat, I'd bring my own food, or I would say, that's not healthy. I can't eat that. So what they saw was Lorna doesn't eat. And then behind the scenes, I was binging. And you know how frustrating that is, you guys? When somebody tells you, you eat like a bird, and then behind the scenes, behind the curtains, behind the doors, whatever you want to say it, I was like binging. It was so hard because I felt like, a liar. I was like, everybody sees me as like this healthy person. 
and I am healthy, but they don't also see behind the scenes that I'm binging. And of course, I would never share that with somebody. I would never say, oh, yeah, it looks like I don't eat anything. But when you actually leave and I'm home by myself, I binge. Like, I don't, I don't, I never said that to anybody. But it was so frustrating for me to not have to explain to people that I actually do eat a lot because they never saw me eat a lot. They would not see me eat or eat salads and vegetables. So, of course, they think I don't eat a lot. So then I would receive all these comments so, so many times. And you guys know how triggering comments can be. I was talking to one of my clients inside of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. And she's like, how do I navigate comments about like my body and food? Because it can be so triggering. And I get it. I get it. And, you know, I had to navigate that. That's a whole other conversation. But it's like people would make comments about what I was eating. And I'm like, you don't even know what's going on. (laughs) I'm like, you don't even like, you just see one aspect, like you don't even know what's going on. And it was like, so frustrating. It was so, so, so frustrating. Cause I felt like a fraud. I felt like an imposter, you know, even my girlfriends, they would invite me over for dinner or we would go out for dinner. And a lot of the times I wouldn't eat. And they'd say, oh, yeah, Lauren is a health freak. She doesn't eat anything. Ha, 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 ha. And little do they know, I just binged an hour before. So I literally couldn't eat anything or else I was about to explode. But how do you tell that to your friends? You don't. So you just don't eat. And then they see one aspect of you and they think that you're one way when you're actually another way. It's like on the outside, people saw me as this one version. And then internally, I was like so obsessed with food and so in the midst of, you can call it an eating disorder. So I struggled with the the restriction so much that that led into the binge eating. And I didn't know I was binge eating. Like I knew that I was eating way more than normal. I knew I would go to bed feeling like so overly full and physically sick. And I remember telling my mom, like my stomach hurts so much. Like, I don't know why I just couldn't stop eating. And she's like, oh, every, like, it's okay. Everybody overeats from time to time. And like, it's okay. Like you're going to be okay. And like that frustrated me as well too, because I'm like, no, I didn't just like overdo it. Like it felt different, but I didn't know what it was. Like, I didn't really know about binge eating at the time. I just thought like, I don't have any control. Like I'm not motivated enough. And like something, something must be wrong with me. I don't know. I must be like broken or something because I just like ate so much. And like, I don't even remember. So like, I don't even know what's going on. So I didn't know that I was like really binging because I didn't really like understand it at the time, but I knew I was doing something that wasn't, that wasn't right. Like it didn't feel right for me. I was like this, like nobody else does this in my family. Like what's going on? So, you know, I would try tracking calories and macros. Maybe that will fix this weird food issue that I have going on. Cause clearly I'm like so out of control and like, I can't stick to anything. I can't be consistent. So maybe if I just tracked my calories and macros, that would fix everything. That was a shit show. I could never stick to my numbers ever. Although I did, 
because I wanted to tell myself that I was on a diet and I wanted to tell myself that I was trying to fix my out of control eating, but it didn't work. It didn't fix my binge eating. In fact, it made me more obsessed with food. I started obsessing even more about calories. I started thinking about food even more. So I jumped from tracking calories and macros to following a meal plan. And then, ooh, keto came along. And I'm like, this isn't a diet. This is health. Tried that. I tried intermittent fasting. I tried all the different things. And I'm like, if I just found like the one perfect diet, then I would finally have control with food. I just need to find the one perfect one because I haven't found the perfect one yet, but there's a perfect diet out there for me and I'm going to find it and I'm going to be able to stick with it. Newsflash, I've tried all the diets and they gave me results in terms of maybe losing some weight. Not that I had a lot of weight to lose, but when you're so mm, distorted with your body image, your body is never good enough. So my body was never good enough for me. Even when I was at my tiniest little weight, it wasn't good enough. I would look at a photo of myself and all I would see is my big arms and how fat I was because the comment that the girl made to me when I was in grade eight saying that I was fat, that stuck in my brain. And every time I looked at myself in the mirror, that's what I saw. It was like a different, it was like a distorted version of myself. Like I didn't see the real me. I saw the version that I feel like this person saw. So never felt good enough in my body, no matter how small I was, no matter what I looked like, it was never enough. I felt super insecure in my body. And when I quit dance, I still wanted to be healthy because a lot of the time people would say, people would say things like, when you quit dance, you better be active because you're going to gain a bunch of weight. Like that was what a lot of the alumni dancers would always like warn the current dancers, like make sure you get into some activity because if you don't, you're just going to gain a bunch of weight. So I started going to like this community center, like it was like a little gym. I started going on the treadmill, doing the bike. I started to get into weight training and I actually really enjoyed exercise. But then that became a problem. <laughs> and I started, I started going all in because that's the type of person that I'm in, that I am like, and I'm an all or nothing person. So if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If I'm not, I'm not going to do it. So I would like go to the gym. I do like an hour on the treadmill and then I would, I would do some weights and it became this obsession where like, if I ate a slice of pizza, I needed to make sure to burn it off. I needed to work out every single day. And if I didn't, I would feel bad about it. And I just became obsessed with exercise and, and cardio and weight training and exercising. And I remember, um, going to put a resume into a, a a gym so I can work at this gym. And, you know, I got my yoga certification. I got my personal training certification. I did Zumba. I did insanity. I was certified in like 9 million different things at such a young age. Like I was such a go-getter and 
I wanted to work for a gym because I love personal training. I love group fitness and it was just so much fun for me. And I'm like, if I can do this, like if I already love doing this and it's so much fun and I can get paid for it, heck freaking yes. It was never about the money for me. I was just like, oh, I can actually get paid for this. Like amazing. This is so much fun. So I started to teach group fitness classes and I used to do personal training. And I remember when I taught the group fitness classes, they would be an hour long. And I would usually teach like one in the morning and then sometimes like one or two in the evening. And I had this weird thing in my mind where it was like, if I'm going to teach a class and, and, and give exercises to other people, I have to do that as well too, because it's not fair that this person gets to spend an hour exercising and burning off calories. And I'm just standing here. Like my mindset was so warped, you guys, it was crazy. So I would feel guilty if I was the instructor just standing there and I didn't work out. So what do you think I did? I did my morning cardio. I did a workout myself because that never counted. If I was teaching, it didn't count. And then I would go work out with these clients that I had. And sometimes I would do one class a day. Sometimes I would do two. Sometimes I would even do three. It was wild. It was crazy. So obsessed with calories, obsessed with food, now obsessed with exercise and burnt myself to the ground. I started having, I'm I'm kind of cutting this short because I didn't realize the time and I have an appointment to go to, but we're just going to speed things up. So, you know, I, I, I started over exercising. My health went down the drain. I started to have a lot of hormonal issues. I had adrenal fatigue where I just felt exhausted all the time. And I mean, no wonder why, right? Like not eating properly over exercising it, burning myself out. Like, of course my health was spiraling. I was not taking care of myself. I thought I was taking care of myself. I thought I was healthy when I had an eating problem. And I was over-exercising. So there was absolutely nothing healthy about that. So fast forward, over-exercising, hating my body. And then I said, like, if I were to just do like a bodybuilding competition, this is going to fix me. Like I see these people on stage and they're so ripped and they're so in shape and they're so dedicated. They have to be dedicated because they only have so many days leading up to the competition. And I'm so motivated and I'm so disciplined. And this is going to be such a fun challenge. And it was, I'm not going to lie entering into a bodybuilding competition, like leading up to it, like the weeks leading up to it was so much fun. Like seeing my body change in that moment was like exciting for me. And like being disciplined with my food was exciting for me, but it was not healthy. There was nothing healthy about that. I remember eating the same food every single day and like scrolling on Instagram, searching like hashtag food porn, like what are all the foods that I'm going to eat after this competition? And, you know, after the competition, of course, what ends up happening is you have this big cheat meal and you feel like, well, the competition is over. Like I can eat whatever I want. And then there's so much that goes into like the mindset of that, because you work so hard, you work so hard to then just like eat everything. And if you have never done a bodybuilding competition before, I'm sure you've done like a diet before where you've seen really good results. And then after the diet, you feel like, 
okay, I'm just going to give myself a little bit of flexibility. And then that turns into a whole spiral. And that is so hard to navigate because you feel completely out of control. You're not only beating yourself up for eating these foods, but you're beating yourself up because it's like you work so hard to just throw this out of the window. Like what the heck? So I did a few bodybuilding competitions and I started to realize like, this is not healthy. Like, this is not what I want to be doing. I don't want to be thinking about food all the time. Like I want to enjoy time with my boyfriend at the time and my family and my clients. And I want to enjoy my life. Like I didn't want to like be so obsessed with food anymore. I didn't want to like hate my body anymore. I spent 10 years doing that. And it was so draining and it was so exhausting. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just can't do this anymore. So after Andrew and I opened up our fitness studio, because I, again, I still loved exercise. I still loved eating healthy. Andrew loved like having a fitness studio. That was like his dream. And, and we pursued it together. We opened up a fitness studio and I started training clients and I needed to just get really like heart to heart with myself and be like, Lorna, you're training clients right now and you are struggling. Like you are not okay. And it is okay that you are not okay, but it is not okay to not do anything about this. So I said to myself, like, I need to get help. I don't know how to fix my binge eating. I can think that I can do this on my own. I can think that I'm super smart. I can think that I know how to do it, but I can't. And I don't know how. Knowing a lot about nutrition is not, is not the same as knowing how to stop your binge eating. Like they are two completely different things. And I remember saying to my coach, like, I should, I should have my shit together. Like I'm, I'm a health coach. Like uh, this is crazy. It's so silly. And she's like, but it's not because they're not the same. And that gave me so much reassurance. So if you are struggling right now and you enjoy eating healthy, like it's not the same as conquering binge eating. So like they're two completely different things. You can't expect yourself to stop your binge eating just because you know a lot about nutrition or know a lot about health because it's not about discipline. It's not about motivation. So I, of course, invested in a coach and I joined a program and it absolutely changed my life, but it was not easy. It was not easy. And I, I, I have to share this with you because I'm not going to pretend it is. And I don't pretend that the journey to conquering binge eating is easy. Now, do I think it's so much easier when you have support and you have the proper tools? Absolutely. And it can actually be quite fun when you're surrounded by other women who are like going through the same thing as you, like you create friendships, you don't feel alone, you have the proper support, you have the proper tools, it's fun. But there would be days where I wouldn't feel an urge to binge. And then all of a sudden I'd feel an urge to binge. There would be days where I felt so good in my own skin. And then there would be times where I felt absolutely disgusting. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. I've doubted myself so many times. I wanted to say, screw it. I don't even care about this anymore. I don't even care if I'm binging for the rest of my life. I want to go back on a diet. Everybody has these thoughts. My clients who I work with very closely, this is the highest level of support inside of my Ditch Decade Diets Academy. They have these fears too. And they're like, Lorna, like I want to step on the scale or like I, I have these 
fears and like, I want to go back to dieting. It is okay. It is okay. I had that exact same thoughts as well too. But there's something when you get plugged into a community where you're reminded of what you actually want. You actually want food freedom. You actually want to be spontaneous with your husband and go out for dinner dates and not freak out. You want to be able to live a normal life, not thinking about food all the time. So that really helped me stay like plugged in and stay connected and not give in and throw in the towel. I I stayed committed no matter what. Like if you were to ask me like, what is the secret to ending binge eating for me? It's like, I stayed committed no matter what. I didn't try and then stop. I didn't try and say this isn't working. So then I stopped. I tried and I kept going no matter what. Like I kept going. I kept showing up for myself because I was committed. I knew what I wanted. And I think what's so incredible and so beautiful that I want to share with you is like, it's all worth it. Like the ups and the downs and like the fear and the doubt and everything that goes on in a journey when you're doing something new, it's so worth it because you guys, the life that I am living now, feeling so free, feeling so calm around food feeling good in my own skin and making such a huge impact on all of the clients' lives that I get to change and help them end their binge eating. Like this is something that I now get to enjoy for the rest of my life. There is so much more of your life that you get to live. I'm not even 30 years old and I have a whole life in front of me. So instead of thinking about all the, you know, all the past memories that I can't even remember because I was so in my food struggles, I get to create new memories, like new memories start to be made. Now I get to start making more memories. Now it's go time. And you get to start making new memories with yourself and your husband and your family and your friends and your boyfriend and your girlfriends, whoever. Now it all starts now. And I wasn't willing to just stop. I kept going no matter what. And I always say this to all of my clients. If you have this mindset, it's going to work. You trust the process. You believe in yourself and you just know that is what you want. And you're not willing to settle for anything less. You are going to conquer binge eating. So I conquered and it wasn't easy, but I conquered. And it didn't take a day. It didn't take a week. It took some time. But I stayed the course. And my mentor always, my coach always told me, like, you're so resilient. And I was. I stuck with it. Because deep down, I thought about little Lorna. And I thought about how much she deserves to be free. And how much, like, the smile on her face. And how proud she's going to be of me doing this for myself. Like, I just think about that. I thought about my future children. If I have kids one day, if that, if that's in my future, like I would never want to give this, I would never want to pass this down onto my kid. So I had to do it no matter what, like, even when it was hard, I can't just give up on my future kids. I I can't just say, Oh, I don't, this isn't going to work. No, I'm going to do whatever it takes because I deserve it. My husband deserves it. My future family deserves it. 
My loved ones deserve it because when I'm happy, they're happy. And now I get to make a huge impact on all of my clients. And I literally get to share the step-by-step that I took to become binge free and pack it, package it up into a program and just share it with them. How beautiful is that? This is what I wanted all along to make an impact, to make people's lives better, to put smiles on people's faces, to literally have my clients tell me, you changed my entire life. There is nothing better than that. I would go through hell and back to be able to experience this. I literally would do it again because the comments that I receive from my clients, the husbands of the wives that I coach and how much they tell me like, you've changed my wife's life. Like no words, zero words. Clients that tell me that even are in, you know, university or they don't have husbands, but they're like, I actually can like focus on my studies. I can actually go to work and feel good in my body. Like that's just everything to me. So when you see me binge free, healthy, happy, all of whatever that I'm going through celebrating, do not forget where I came from. Do not forget that it was hard for me to do not forget that I struggled for 10 years and never thought that there was a way out. So wherever you are at in your journey, don't compare your journey to somebody's end result. I conquered, I made it happen and you can make this happen for yourself too. It is literally a choice. It is a decision to be vulnerable, to reach out for support, to, to, to get support from somebody who has conquered binge eating themselves, to hold you, to understand you, to, to be able to have somebody that you can relate with. It is everything. It will change your entire life. And I guarantee you, you will not look back. You will never look back. Because this life that you're living is so good. It is so good. You're calm around food. You feel good in your body. You can wake up in the morning, decide what you want to eat. It's Sunday morning and it's you get to sleep in and you get to drink some hot tea or some hot coffee, make breakfast with your family or your partner, eat a good breakfast, like, like little things like that. It's like, ah, oh, that's so precious. I never had that before because I was so consumed about food and my weight and my calories. So do this for yourself. Do this for your loved one. Anybody can conquer binge eating with the proper support. You guys know I'm here for you. You do not need to navigate this alone. Message me on Instagram. Message me on Facebook. Reach out to me. I have so many ways that you guys can get support. Wherever you are at on your journey, there is something for you and something that will absolutely change your life. You literally have the solutions at your fingertips. Are you willing to get them? Are you willing to get the solutions? It's not that there are no solutions out there. When I first started, I never even heard that there was binge eating coaches, but there is help available. So you have to ask yourself in this moment, do I want to keep staying stuck 
in the binge eating cycle? Do I want to keep obsessing about food? Do I want to keep obsessing about my weight or do I want to be set free? Because if I want to be set free, I have to do something different. I have to take action. I have to reach out. I have to invest in myself. I have to do something different. And if you are at that point, it's this exciting time because you're, you're having this realization like, wow, I can actually be free from this. There is support available to me. Absolutely. Yes. And it would be such an honor to support you. You know, if, if this is the right fit for you, you can send me over a message and we can chat about some options, but that's what I want to say. You're not broken. You're not crazy. There is a way out and I can't wait to support you. So message me if if you feel called. And I hope you guys get excited about what can happen for you. I hope this gives you so much hope, so much self-belief, so much self-trust that you can absolutely do this. So thank you guys for allowing me to share my story. And if anything resonated with you, you can always send me a message too. It's so cool when people message me like, I didn't know you were a competitive dancer. I danced for so long, or I also did a bodybuilding competition, or I was a personal trainer. And it's, there's so many things that we can, you know, connect on. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye, you guys.